0: On this episode of Tabletop Continuum, make a stealth rope with advantage to hop on the wagon and listen in to the story of our Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Anchor takes his initiation for the Body Folk Solo, beginning his search for worth as a worshiper of the god of earthen community and as a protector of his loved ones. As Anchor's away... Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tabletop Continuum. This is Ty. And I'm Austin. And if you haven't noticed, Anchor's missing from the party. What? Who would have seen that coming? I know, what a twist. But Anchor may be be down, but is not out. We have a special little mini campaign going on for Anchor.
1: Who is excited? That would be
0: more! (laughs) Well, you have any questions, comments, little bits of excitement that you want to say? Just hoping
1: that Anchor will learn a lot of recipes, so that way when he returns he'll cook some awesome meals. A lot more than just recipes.
0: Oh? Come on, you really think that he's going to have a mini campaign just to go da, 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 I'm a paladin who likes to cook. I'm going to get all the food. Why not? <laughs> this is d and d I what? mean, there could be funny little campaigns, but like connected to world of Morris
1: well, trauma when does that happen in d and d Surely never. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, then, shall we get started? Heck yeah, let's go. All right, so now it is time to prepare, settle down, and get ready for Anchors Away. In the heart of the Bounty Folk, a young man lays in bed, restless. Restless. The man's sleep shirt is stained with sweat from the deep rage within regarding all that's happened. The night was sad with the, with the arrival of the Bounty Folk, where Corey Soren had told Postal Karma that their lives were on the line for the sake of secrecy should they leave the location without completing an initiation. Rightfully so, everyone, though except for one, was angered confused and even frightened by the idea. And were ready to throw Corey and those who supported him from support. But it was the one person's hesitance that ended up bringing outsiders to intervene and calm the winds. That unsure man was you, Anchor. And is you still As you contemplate the apology for the man not even a week ago, you call your boyfriend. As sincere as he was and has been, you still feel disappointed from not just him, but everything. So much has happened so fast that a lot has gone through your mind. The more poignant of all being how much you rely on others. You've always relied on Cory to cover you, and never in your time in the Royal Guard did you feel like your covers for him ever seemed to even the playing field. You remember the battle with High Chiefs and Posos and High Priestess Loch, feeling like it was others around you who made far more impact in the fight. The more you think on the white prize and how the battle seemed more like a ruse and your parents were going to be brought he- brought there regardless of how you fared, you can't help but notice the strange ways you've been almost played. These half-truths, these holdings of your hand as if you can't defend yourself. Why does it keep happening? Didn't you go into the military to defend yourself, or rather to defend your family? Or has pushing to defend even been something else all along? And if it is, then what is it? What is it for? In the end, you couldn't sleep well. But in your half-asleep rush, you feel compelled to do something to make a change you decide to be alone you don't know for how long but you feel this solitude for however long may help you ground yourself in what you need to really be whatever that is vaguely you remember a legend in the mess halls in Maelik like about a paladin's pilgrimage Around the world, or what world you know, to become closer to once God or gods. And now, more than ever, you contemplate pushing your faith just a little bit more into this journey. So, you pack your bags, you're getting your way out your bunk before accidentally bumping into Siobhan and the rest of postal karma. Oh, uh,
1: well, this is good timing. Uh, hey,
0: anchor. Good morning.
1: Yeah, yeah, good.
0: Good morning. Cree kind of pops up behind uh, Siobhan as Angus and Yorgia seem to be coming out of their their bedroom. Cree looks up, looks at you with her wide. Almost unnaturally bright green eyes. Good morning, Anchor! Uh, g- good morning. Uh,
1: I force a smile, but it's easy to tell that's fake. Siobhan uh, looks at you for a moment.
0: Is something wrong? Why do you have your bags?
1: I sigh and look at Siobhan. I think I should travel on my own for a bit. I feel like I've been having my hand held for too long and kind of played, so I need to Go on. I need to go on a journey of self-discovery.
0: Kree kind of looks up at you for a moment. Her, um, Her eyes almost seeming to get whiter, but also sadder. You're leaving? I'm sorry. I feel like I have to do
2: this, Kree. But you don't have to go. You have us.
1: I I know, but
0: I want to be able to have myself, too. Siobhan sighs for a moment as you see uh, Yorgia, who's her normal kind of unnaturally kind of deadpan self and then Angus who is very that who seems rather half asleep not fully in the moment as siobhan uh takes a deep breath i i wish you could
2: have said something sooner this is really sudden I'm sorry. I know this is your decision, and... I'm going to respect it. But it doesn't mean that I have to like it. I just... wish you could have talked to me, Anchor. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe... us being able to talk could have... made this not happen. (laughs) But... I hope you're going to be okay. Just don't forget that you're always going to be part of Postal Karma. Got it?
0: Anchor nods. Yeah, you got it. She pulls you in and for like a bit of a bro hug before letting you go. The two of you kind of fist bump. Anchor returns to hug and fist bump. Kree looks up at you uh, like rather close to your uh, to to your leg like ready to hold on to you. Um, Her eyes welling up a little bit. You'll be back, right Anchor?
1: I lower down and hold out my arms for a hug. Of course I will.
0: She reaches up to you.
1: Oh, Anchor hugs her. (laughs) She does not want to let go. It goes on for a few seconds until he has to let go.
0: She, she She's standing and you're crouching, but she's not letting go.
1: <clears throat> uh, I, I have to go, Kree. I'm sorry. And okay. there are tears... There are tears welling up in Anchor's eyes. This is breaking his heart.
0: Oh, there there, are tears welling in her eyes, too.
2: Well. You better come back, okay?
0: I
1: will. I promise.
0: Yorgia looks over to you as well. Like, kind of peeking behind Siobhan. So... Good luck, I guess.
2: Anchor nods. Yorga? Yeah? I need to be yeah. honest
1: with you. I don't like you. And I have a feeling you don't like me. But I hope that we can
2: change that soon. How things go when you come back? Anchor nods. So is there anything
0: else that you're playing in the do?
1: Anchor approaches Angus, seeming to want to say something, but he doesn't seem to have the guts to say it.
0: Angus is kind of rubbing his rubbing his face for a moment, and when he sees you, his expression grows like the faintest bit of... Actually, no. I'm not gonna tell you. Roll me insight.
1: No, I don't think Anchor's gonna be looking very well. I, I don't even think he's able to face Angus
0: right now. (laughs) okay so i guess angus just kind of looks at you for a moment um very very groggy like don't be away too late
1: Uh, we'll see actually you know what i'm gonna roll inside just just because (laughs) okay
2: The 22. Oh! Who oh, damn? Okay. oh, uh, <laughs> He's very
0: tired. He's very groggy. But you can also tell there's a bit of sadness and rage. Very, very tiny bit. He's mostly tired. But there's sadness and rage.
1: I'm I'm sorry. Elle. I'll be on the lookout for scrolls, for those teleportation scrolls, for you.
2: Thank you. Just... Don't be out for long. Please. I'll come back as soon as I can. All right. Well... Happy trails to you, I guess. To you as well. The uh, the four of
0: them begin to make their way over to the uh, like the main lobby area for breakfast.
1: Okay, um, I might do that as well because I want to be able to take care of myself, but. I want to take a paper and something to write with so that way I can leave a note for Corey.
0: Okay. Um, roll me Investigation to see if you can find a pen and paper.
1: And also Or rather one. a quill. Yeah, a quill and I'll also probably be looking for Corey as well if I can.
0: Okay, well, we'll see how well you fare on this investigation throw. Three! (laughs) Oh! Uh, From what you can tell, the the little lobby mess hall is barren. I mean, it's pretty early in the morning. You're just a few minutes before breakfast uh, coming out, so no people except for the other party members and nothing is on
2: the tables. And you also can't really find Corey either. Do you want to keep trying to look?
1: Yes,
0: I did. And I already rolled. What'd you get? A 19. Cool. Okay. You are scouring through the halls like looking underneath on top like in between every single bench and table and you eventually actually uh you find someone over on the front side of the uh the main pillar where the quest board is and you see uh this person um kind of brown shaggy hair um kind of down to um, his ears with rather wide uh, rim glasses um, freckles uh, speckled on his cheeks uh, in kind of very flaunting but not overly gaudy kind of bardic clothing as he's writing uh, something uh, with a quill a few sets of Uh, paper nearby, and a small vial of ink.
2: Um, excuse me, sir. Uh. What can I help you for?
1: Um, I was wondering if I could borrow a quill and some parchment. I need to write a note to a friend who's, I think, is not up yet.
0: Oh, well, if you're going to need a quill and paper, this is the only vial of ink I have, but give me a few minutes to finish up this uh, quest request, and I'll get this and a few pieces of paper for you as soon as I can.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: Not a problem. Uh, Where are you sitting?
1: Um, I guess right there, and he gestures to an empty
2: table. Okay. Apparently, Yeah. No wonder that the empty chairs
0: at at empty tables, huh? Anyway, yeah, go sit down. I'll be with you in a few minutes. Just give me a bit. Alright, take your time. Uh it takes about two, uh, three minutes for the uh for the gentleman to finish up with the the quest that he was writing before it is sort of pinned onto the board. Um he makes his way over to you uh with a uh bag on his back that you didn't notice uh, before, because it was actually right at his, at his feet. Making his way to you, he gently puts uh, a, the vial that he was using, um, a quill, and three pieces of parchment. Figured you would need a few extra. Uh,
1: thank you? I'm going to ignore that comment
0: and feel like I have not been called stupid. He wasn't, are you wanting to try and see if he meant it? (laughs) No.
1: No, I just thought it would be funny to say that.
2: Because he wasn't, but (laughs) if you want him to, he did now. (laughs) So, what's the occasion? Got a friend, Mm. got a lover
1: not a good one i've let's say that i'm under a lot of emotional stress and i want to let them know that i want to talk face to face about this oh
2: is it a breakup no no it's not a breakup it's giving the heart a break
0: That whole don't want to break your heart, want to give your heart a break kind of thing, I'm not oh, okay. Not quite my style, but I guess... I guess it's a culture thing?
1: It's a... That's a pretty... It's a pretty strange culture thing. Like... Uh, in a way of saying, I... S- want my lover to know that I'm hurt and the reason why and that I hope that I'll heal from this so that way we can go back to how we were or to uh, a better time.
2: Well,
0: uh, good luck with that. Um, don't really know how to help you out with that but there's all that um,
1: uh, and as I'm talking, I'm writing my letter and <laughs> finishing up, so that way I can hand uh, the quill and ink and what parchments I don't use back.
0: <laughs> roll me um, you know what for, for craps and giggles? Roll me constitu- yeah, constitution to see how well you can multitask.
2: At thirteen you you could write better. It's not illegible, but it could be a little difficult it
0: you you instinctively have ended up kind of angling all of your all of your lines and text like oh, like
2: slightly. But it's it's legible enough. I chuckle to myself and say, Oh jeez, I guess I am stupid. <laughs> well, uh
0: finished up. Um you okay if I take my ink?
1: I nod and Pulled out the quill and ink, and the again the parchments I didn't use.
0: <laughs> he he takes everything. Uh, Thank you so much. Not a problem. What's your name? Probably should have asked you earlier.
1: Oh right, the uh, anchor, anchor Galdarm. Galdarm.
0: Nice to meet you. Uh, Galdarm is a. A bit of a
2: common name, I guess uh, oh, what is your name It depends on what circle <laughs> <laughs> my friends <laughs> if I had any uh
0: they sorry, i. I am a little tired. Give me a moment.
1: Uh, That's fine. I understand. I
2: am new duty as the quest writer. I have to get up at ungodly hours. Uh, right. But, uh... I guess, um... Everyone, well, most everyone calls me, um, uh, Lucien de Mayer. But I guess if you're me and a friend, you can just call me Luz. It's really nice to meet you, Luz. Nice to meet you too. Now, breakfast should be coming out in, honestly, any minute now. So, I'll
0: let you go, I guess, unless you're wanting me to be delivery boy for that or something.
1: No, I can handle it. Thank you, though.
0: Not a problem. Well, if you excuse me, I should probably go take a nap. That was the uh, last quest that I had to write for the day, and I am exhausted. I think I have carpal tunnel. Anyway, and he begins to to turn around and starts uh, walking over to the uh, the sentinels of Hugh. It was nice meeting you, Anchor. Have a good one. As he's walking further in uh, closer to the dorms. Well, not really dorms, but you get what I mean.
1: Yeah. Alright, do I know what room that Cory is staying
0: in? You do not. Okay, but you do remember um, all of the areas for, like, all of the sleeping spot, the bunks for every sub-guild, all of them have one path that goes in, and it's effectively kind of like going into, like, a sleeper dorm at, at a university. Just a whole line what? of a whole bunch of doors of tiny ass rooms. Alright, <laughs> so.
1: So if I go down there, I would not be able to tell where Cory is. Yep. Okay, so. Uh, with this thought now finally coming to anchor, I'm just thinking wait a minute, why did I. Uh, I guess guess he'll come and find me. I'll just go get breakfast, so that way I'm not going to pass out on the road.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. After a few more minutes, the uh, cooks begin to uh, come out bringing some very simple foods. I mean, they're cooked and they're warm, which is nice, but they're not They're pretty basic, not really a lot of spice or flavor, just really basic, like oatmeal, mashed potatoes, uh, a few uh, a few fruits here and there, but nothing really nothing appetizing, but not unappetizing.
1: Mm, It still upsets me that that's the case. I wish I could
0: improve it somehow. (laughs) <laughs> so, you get your food. Are you going back to where you were sitting earlier? Yep. Okay. Um Roll me perception.
1: Uh Dirty 20.
0: Dirty 20? Okay. You see how the rest of Poster Karma at the at the other end of the kind of row of tables? that you all are on, you can tell that a few of them, Kree especially, are contemplating wanting to scooch over to you.
1: Mm, I'm kind of contemplating scooching over to them as well.
0: At which point, uh, you hear a very familiar HI! behind you. <laughs> Why are you not sitting next to your friends and <laughs> as the shock of uh, like gets out of your system you notice um it's uh, Lita, but she's uh she's big fairy at the moment uh well i've
1: been thinking and long story v- more short and interesting i am going to be journeying on my own for a bit what I'm- To find myself. Again? What? Uh, Yeah. A lot has happened and I felt like I haven't been doing things on my own. I know others have got my back, but I want to be able to have my own.
2: Uh, Interesting.
0: Well, that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, I know... I know the others liked you, and you seem like a really cool guy. Um, Have you talked to Lord and Lady Almerig yet? They kind of need to know that since you're part of their initiation.
1: Anchor just shakes his head, kind of scared.
0: Well, eat
2: up and do it now! Uh, okay, okay.
1: I eat up and grumble about uh, so bland, so bland, so bland.
0: <laughs> I mean, do you want me to get that spice for you that I found a few nights ago?
1: No, thank you. I've learned my lesson that time.
0: Are you sure if it's so bland I can get that for you and it will be very flavorful?
1: I just stare at the fairy. <laughs>
0: Lita just gives you like she's leaning up towards you because isn't like a human size at the moment. She's leaning up right to you with these big old innocent eyes, and she's like blinking like deep deep. Like you can't you can't see through me, can you? You can definitely see her see through her. You don't have to roll. I I may be an idiot, but I can
1: tell.
2: oh what?
1: I can tell you're planning something. You're a little prankster.
2: Smile. And she begins
0: to walk off and get her own food.
1: I chuckle a bit and then sigh as the the, the kind of joy from that interaction fades away.
0: You about done with your food?
1: Yeah, I'm about done with my food. Uh, and I'm going to pass by the party of postal karma and say um
0: good luck. Pre is like jumping down on food for a moment. Um she's eating um the majority of other people's food too, because it seems like they don't have much of an appetite before. Angus, you actually Angus is kind of twiddling his thumbs at the moment or what he whatever he does, he's half asleep. Yorgia and Siobhan look up to you for a moment while Kree is still kind of chomping down. Good luck.
1: Anchor nods and goes to see Lord and Lady of Merrick.
0: Uh, roll me dexterity as you end up in... You end up bumping into somebody. Ten. You, you struggle for a moment to like keep your balance, and thankfully there is a a table or a bench nearby for you to like hold on to and have your balance. Um it's Corey. And he is mostly awake. Like, oh sorry, sorry, didn't mean to
2: oh hey uh, Hey Do you sleep okay?
1: I shake my head. Um, I think we need to talk.
0: I was kind of scared you would say that.
1: Mm. The reality of what that has happened has hit me, and I feel like we need to take a break, but I want to be able to keep the doll on me, so that way we can talk when I'm ready. I'll be the first to note when I feel good about talking
0: as you're talking about this, you see Corey's like uh, expressions change from shock and concern to a combo uh, to a combo of solace and sadness as you mentioned the doll
2: yeah, yeah, that's. That's that's nice of you, Anchor.
1: I'm also going to be adventuring on my own for a bit. Wait, why? Well, Those
2: are
0: your friends, Anchor.
1: Yes, and I feel like I've relied on them too much. I I know they have my back, but I don't know if I have my own.
2: Oh. All right. Well, please be safe. You too. I love you. I love you too. I'm, I'm going to go get breakfast. Anchor nods and steps out of the way. He... Begins that
0: he makes his way over to get food. He's he's a little quicker paced uh, than normal as he grabs uh, food. Not a not a whole lot. And then rushes over to Lita, uh, Tori, Kelly and Helen. Kind of sitting down next uh, next to them as they're all getting their own food and sitting down for food.
2: Edgar just starts
1: whimpering as he's trying to hold back tears, and now off to see the Lord and Lady.
2: Okay. Uh it
0: it takes a little bit since. You have actually never seen like where they come from. you assume they're they kind of sleep on one of the higher floors or something, but eventually you see them uh come up towards the uh the quest board actually uh before noticing you uh, nearby uh Carmen the Carmen's uh translator standing next to him uh kind of looks at looks at your direction a little surprised um nudging um nudging Anya and also signing to uh, Carmen something before uh before the three of them kind of go over towards you at which point Anya kind of leans into you, but she's She doesn't. Her face isn't close to yours. In fact, she's a little left of your face. That she goes, Why are you alone?
1: I feel that I need to adventure alone. I feel like I've been relying on postal karma too much. And she immediately
0: stands up, up her hands kind of instinctively coming to uh, her hips as her mouth is uh slightly agape for a moment. Well, um unexpected, but um Lord Elmerig and I can work on something. Um actually and she immediately like goes over to um Lord Elmerig and uh she brings a hand to um her that uh, to uh, Lord O'Malley's, uh back as her other hand is signing is, is signing and the two have a, a quick conversation for a moment uh, Carmen uh, chiming in with some signing as well before Carmen looks over to you uh, with Carmen uh, ready to translate as well, sorry, Car- Carmen's translator ready to speak as they go well, if you need to do an initiation alone, then you've had your you've had food already,
1: right? Anchor nods, not seeming too pleased about the food.
2: Then uh come on with us.
0: Uh we have something for you. Anchor nods and follows. Uh you make your way over to like, following the three of them, you're actually taken to a room with a rather large uh, map uh, in the center, along with a few other supplies. So, Romy. Roll me, Romy roll me perception
2: regarding things about the walls. Hey, Ty. What?
1: It's a natural 20. Oh,
0: so you see banners for every single guild, uh, in the bounty folk here, as well as banners representing, um, all three of the Bramal nations on the archipelago, as well as some banners that you don't recognize. Well, all except for, uh, when it comes to the sort of new-ish kind of banners that you didn't expect here, you see a lot of banners for, you could only assume tribes Uh, in a way, because one of the banners um, is actually the banner of the insignia for the White Prize.
1: My eyes widen as I see the insignia for the White Prize.
0: And kind of investigate, looking around more as you kind of walk in, you notice that the the walls under the uh, all of the banners because this area, this room is exceedingly tall. There are banners going like up; it almost seems to go like three stories upward, and there's n- almost nothing but banners like circling you. But there also seems to be a sort of a sort of a draft uh in here. It's not a bad draft, it's a very welcoming and soothing draft, and it makes the like all the banners just subtly flutter and everything that you like everything that is walled that you see underneath almost seems to have an arcane shimmer to it. It makes this room extremely for lack of a better phrasing, magical. What are all these banners? Uh as uh the three of them continue to like escort you to the center of the room, um Enya goes. They're they're magical banners to represent every group of people in the archipelago. They're tethered to basically the entirety of what they are. If any of them were to fall, then it would mean that those that are under that flag have ceased to exist.
1: Knowing this now, I quickly look at the white prize one that I saw before, investigating it and see if it looks similar to the other ones.
0: Uh, similar how?
1: Like, is it still shimmering and waving strong like the others? Hmm. me Investigation. Uh, that's the dirty... Yeah, that's a dirty 20. Had to make sure it was a 19.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... This is pretty surreal for you. You've never seen arcane banners like this before. I mean, banners back in uh, the Royal Guard and like where you trained and resided were pretty dang common, but ones that were this arcanely ornate is very... It's mind-boggling from even... You're so bewildered that even with all of this it's it's hard to tell um if there's any difference in how the banners are moving well at least among the white prize and other ones that are distinctly um related to uh tribes or people when it comes to the guilds, you can tell that there is a different um, that there is a different uh, sense of how it is waving all of the banners related to people which are from like kind of the second row up because like the first row is the first ones that you see and that's the guilds everything that's a second row of tribes or people up from the looks of it, the majority of them are waving us uh, in a very similar, strong manner.
1: Anchor breathes. he's a sigh of relief after seeing this.
0: Carmen looks over at your uh, direction uh, as well as his translator. Surprised?
1: Yeah. And also a bit relieved seeing... The White Prizes banner is still waving strong. Um, yeah? Yeah.
2: It's where my family is. My birth family. It's okay to have multiple families and still call... Still call... Family, family. You don't have to be specific.
1: Yes, that's true, but I feel like I have multiple families with Postal Karma and the White Prize. I consider that party family as well,
0: even though I'm going to be adventuring alone. Well, every bird needs to leave the nest at some point, even if it's multiple times.
1: I'd like to see myself as a sea turtle, leaving the island at birth and Upon hatching and coming back when I'm ready.
2: Thank you.
0: Sorry I didn't hear you, Ty. <laughs> Carmen said, well, his translator, while he's signing, goes, I like you. Thank you. And, and yeah, like, very, like, hastily kind of whistles uh, at all of you as she's standing next to a uh, a map table
2: Oh
1: and kind of a little panicky, like a oh, right, I'm doing something, kind of <laughs> walks over to where the whistle came from.
0: Lita kind of sighs for a moment, all right, so since you're on your own. We obviously need a bit of change of plans for your initiation. Um, So, we have something kind of quick and simple for you. And she signs to Carmen super quick. Uh, Carmen, could you get the uh, compass? At which point he gives a quick um, nod before kind of walking away for a moment to grab this so-called compass. Now... Forgive me, because you know me. I cannot do depth perception very well. But, and she kind of slams the map table. We need you to go over to a goblin uh, village um, 15 miles over in the Ikrai Commonwealth. We need you to deliver a message of alliance to them. And as a, a bit of a a bit of an extra mission to help them with a bit of pest control.
1: Seems like it would be enjoyable enough. Goblins are
0: usually pretty fun. Yeah, well, these goblins might be a little different. You need to try and be in their good graces.
1: Oh, yes, that's what I mean. If... the You're able to talk to them. They seem pretty nice.
0: Carmen uh, comes back with his translator with, um, from what you notice is uh, actually a, uh, it does appear to be a compass, but it also doesn't look fully a compass. There's something odd about it as he walks up to you kind of, Uh, gestures it over to you, his hand open.
1: I reach out to take it a little hesitantly like a are you sure motion and then eventually take
0: it. At which point he quickly begins to sign while his translator uh, comments. That is the uh, compass of locating. So it's it is and is not a compass. When you attune to it, it's going to become a ring. And you're going to have to attune it to a place that you feel that you might get lost about. And you need some sort of guidance to help you find it when you're away. So, if you want to, say, tether it to here, you'll be able to see, just you, because of that ring, a sort of light in the sky of like hey i'm here and you'll be able to see it from pretty far away on foot so it should be no problem for you can it be attuned multiple times no it can only be attuned to one place one time if you want to re if you want to tether it to a new place you're going to have to take it off and put it back on.
1: Okay, that's the answer I was looking for. Thank you.
0: Yeah, not a problem. But, yeah. um, And Carmen rustles through his pockets for a moment before also handing you a rolled up piece of... a, like, rolled up piece of paper with a uh, wax seal of the Bounty Folk. Uh, here is the... Uh, invitation of alliance that we need sent
2: over to the village. All right. How far is this place? Um. Uh, and yeah, kind
0: of. Size for a moment. Fifteen miles. Uh, we're right on the intersection between all three nations. So if you just go. Shit, Carmen, where's the map? At which point. Uh, Carmen uh, brings a hand out and starts uh, beginning actually moving um, Enya's hand with one hand uh, down the path um, in order to get to the village, while his other hand signs a bit more slowly, so it takes a moment before his translator can comment. But he eventually goes... It's only 15 miles of here if you go left. The trail won't be too treacherous, but as soon as you get to the village itself, it might get a little
2: not so nice.
0: There have been creatures look. over there that have been attacking the the populace and they are unprepared. They may be intimidating in looks, but they are nothing in strength. So, this gesture might be their way out of whatever they're dealing with.
2: What kind of creatures are they dealing with? uh, Karma's translator looks at him uh, for a moment. Small-ish,
0: long-large appendages, long necks, thin tongues.
2: Do I, as Anchor, know what these are? Roll me history. That's another dirty
1: 20.
0: good things about uh, the military namely you had to study a shit ton on the different uh, creatures that reside in the archipelago in some cases for pest control in other cases to other not so good things that you'd rather not think about however the description that um, you have been given reminds you of Crothics. Those sound like
1: Crothics. And do I know where they come from?
0: Uh, with the Dirty 20, you can say that... You, you can recall that Crothics are one of the many uh, native kind of creatures on the archipelago, because there are quite a few parts uh, on the archipelago that are, say, rainforest. So it wouldn't be too surprising if the area that you're going to is a small rainforest pocket and could also inhabit not just Kruthix, but other creatures, and maybe creatures that you haven't even read. Hmm. Last question. Bit weird. Are they
2: edible? (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm gonna need you to roll an extra history on that, brother. Okay. <laughs> I have no clue. It's a three. Yeah, you have not heard of any kind of ramo cuisine incorporating cruthics. The idea of incorporating such spindly, clicky-clacky fucks just sounds disgusting. Sounds like an
1: adventure.
0: <laughs> uh, Lord and right. Lady O'Mary, uh look at you uh, for a moment uh, for a quick second before Enya uh, kind of chirps in like, oh, I remembered a thing. And she goes through her pockets as well. Um, Hold on. We need to give you this before you left with uh, with the others, but since you're here, uh, this is for you only. And she uh, hands you a piece of paper.
1: I just want to say that when she said, hold, hold on, I wanted to have Anchor grip the table and go, holding on.
2: <laughs> but she hands you the paper. Alright, I look at the paper. Ah! Um, Roll me. Uh, what would I have you roll for language stuff? Roll me uh, General Wisdom. Eleven.
0: Eleven? Uh, one thing's for sure. This is Middle Reim. But you're having a bit of trouble reading Middle reign. Middle reign has always been not your forte. Any words I can pick out? Um, you can uh, pick out um
2: community?
1: And that's it. (laughs) Uh...
0: Who had this sent to me? Enya kind of looks uh, over at Carmen for a moment, kind of expecting him to say something. He's not. He's paying attention to something else, having a conversation with this translator. <sighs> Lo uh, wrote that for us and told us to bring it to you. She said it was a message.
1: I sort of chuckle and say under my breath, of course.
0: What, you need help?
1: I can't understand this. The only word I can pick out of this is community.
0: May I see it again? Go ahead. And I hold out the paper. She stretches her hand out and then her hand comes up like, wait a minute. Before she looks over to a random uh, direction. <laughs> she looks over to a random direction. Carmen! At which point uh, Lord O'Meara and uh, his translator like quickly look over to her direction. His translator kind of patting his shoulder uh, super quick, uh, pointing over to Enya before they walk over to her. Uh, gently take the the, the paper from her hands before uh, Carmen and his translator are both looking and his translator then goes, so it says, revelry ere be thy claim yet rooted frith bequeath thy name thine own community I see in one and all
2: and they in me.
1: Hmm. Judging by how that is, I think that's a message to me about connection not only with others, but with myself.
0: The uh, the translator and Carmen kind of look at you for a moment and shrug. I don't know.
2: I guess I'll figure it out on my journey.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you got everything that you need. Um, is there anything else that you can Anything else that you needed to eat or anything? Anyone else that you wanted to talk to? Any animals that you needed to pet before you left?
1: Now that you mentioned it, I might want to say goodbye to Moon, Moon, and Sunny. You're going to head
0: over to the stables? Yes. You head over to the stables with uh, the supplies and your... Uh, all of your rations and other goodies other goodies in a bag on your back as you head over. Uh, you immediately see uh Moon Moon kind of peek over the tiny stable that is holding uh him in. As you immediately hear his tail just thumping on the ground like thump 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 thump
1: thump. I chuckled to myself. Hey, Moon Moon, I gotta go away for a while. Yeah, I have to prove to myself that I can fight, too. He cocks his head. I I know I'm strong, but I, I want to prove it to myself. He's scratching at the door. I can't take you with me. You have to protect Kree. He, he's, hap- still, he's still scratching the door. Look, no, if anything happens to
0: Kree, I, I will be very sad. He's still scratching the door before eventually you see Sunny pop up in her own uh, stable and you hear, almost like a husky going, rawr, 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 rawr.
1: Oh dear, this is Getting harder the longer it is. <laughs> uh, listen, I I will return. I promise.
0: Moon, Moon is still like no. He paused for a moment on scratching the door when Sunny was howling, and then he just goes back to scratching. Oh boy. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you have your message. You have your message to the goblins. You have your compass. You have all of your goods. What are you doing?
1: I am heading out on my journey. But, But I'm not using my compass just yet.
2: Okie dokie. Well, roll me a perception
0: as you begin your quest. Well, no, investigation since you'll be kind of... Well, no, perception, because you need to keep eye on things around you while you are walking. Well, either way, it's a 15. Okay. Um surprisingly uneventful um you left early morning and now you've gotten there around um it took you about five hours to get there so now it's kind of around two-ish pretty hot not the best when you're in armor especially since you have actually gone into a uh rainforest pocket so it is very humid
1: I, uh, uh, yep, that. What's the name of the creatures that I identified again?
0: Cruthix. Yep, this would explain the Cruthix. <laughs> uh, roaming
2: Investigation. Again? Yes. Because it's now been five hours.
0: Given what you were told. You should be near the village by now. And I got a 19. Yeah, you see it that you see the small di- uh, the small village uh, over in the distance. You head over?
1: Yes. I remain walking and if anyone see, any goblins see me, I wave.
0: <laughs> you head over inside. Um. The village is sparse. The buildings are relatively haphazardly made uh, compared to what you've seen at home. Um, There are homemade, kind of tattered drapes strung along sides of these minimalistic, kind of fort-like structures. The atmosphere around you is rather intimidating, as these Short, large-eared, yellow-eyed, scrawny individuals in what you can only describe as rags kind of saunter around. Occasionally talking to each other in quick phrases before uh, a few of them uh, scattering to the wilderness outside with makeshift uh, weapons made out of wood and bark um, seeming to ready to take on the unknown, whatever the unknown is. There I are a nod- few more folks that are in the village itself, and you can still hear a little bit of chatter, but more so in inside some of these structures. Oh, what do you do?
1: Well, firstly, I nod as I watch the goblins go out to take on the unknown, impressed by their bravery and their ingenuity with what they have on hand and what they know what to do. Then I look around for someone to ask for information on where to give this letter of allegiance.
0: At which uh, point you actually see uh, one, uh, one goblin, uh, actually make his, make their way up to you. Their hair is kind of medium length. It's a very dark, almost greasy looking kind of black um, as they go over to you.
2: Who are you? You're not supposed to be here.
1: I squat down to the goblin and say, oh, my name is Inker Godarm. I'm with the <clears throat> Why do I keep forgetting names? So what is the guild that I'm initiating for? <laughs> the Bounty Folk. I'm with the Bounty Folk and I'm here about an alliance.
2: Bounty folk, huh? Yes. Give me what you got here.
0: I hold out the letter of alliance. He snatches it? He kind of inspects the the seal. Huh. Never seen this kind of seal before. Are you a rogue?
2: Um in this armor, no, I
1: don't think so. Uh.
0: And he uh uses his uh pinky, which has a you now notice a very long and thin kind of nail. He slides it under the uh the wax seal to undo it. And he opens it and just begins reading it aloud. Dear King Fulton, we are here to attempt alliance with you against the mitz What? You are And he's continuing to like read this kinda to himself as he begins actually turning around and walking further into the village. I raise up and follow
1: slowly, so that way I... Well, not really slowly. I
0: make my presence known. <laughs> you see quite a few uh, goblins in outside of their homes kind of look at you in awe, fear, and intrigue. You definitely have a feeling that it's not very common for... Uh, people, especially from, uh, cities to come this way. I give gentle, nervous waves to them. At which, um, uh, it takes, uh, a few minutes as you follow, as you continue to follow this one goblin who has your letter. <laughs> they continue walking, and they actually make their way into, uh, kind of the largest uh building in this small uh village. It's still kind of small for you. You notice that with the doorway you kind of have to crouch.
1: Cuz yes, I am moving very slowly in attempt to not knock over anything.
0: <laughs> as soon as you make your way kind of crouching through this door um, the goblin that took your paper has seemed to finish up reading the the letter and immediately dashes over to another goblin that's on the far end of the of the building and begins to quickly, almost rambling in a language you did not understand.
1: Hmm. Yes. I have no idea what they're saying. (laughs) Uh,
0: Eventually, the other goblin kind of looks at you for a moment. You notice that he's... that that they're kind of sitting on something before they kind of bring themselves to their feet, grabbing um, an ornate-ish kind of looking stick.
2: Yo! Yes? Name? Anchor Godarm, sir. From where?
1: The... Uh, okay, you're gonna laugh. The bounty folk.
2: <laughs>
1: the bounty folk.
2: Where? Uh Real. Sorry, Got thieves. No, not thieves. Not thieves. We are a guild. I myself. Am I a pilot. ask for help. Yeah. Yes, and I shall provide. You help. You help us. We'll help you. We're dealing with an infestation of clicking monsters. We have lost many of our own brother villages have been destroyed. We need to survive.
1: Anchor nods, and since I don't remember the name again, (laughs) I'm just gonna mention the name of the creatures. The Kruthix. Kruthix. I'm just gonna write that down somewhere if I can. Probably write it with two C's.
2: You good? Yeah. The... uh, The... Goblin with the cane kind of... Huffs for a moment. Fine. You stay. One night. You help guard. You live. We help. You die. You are our spoils. Fair enough. Now,
0: as he begins to uh, look over to the other goblin who kind of dragged you here and begins to talking uh, begins talking with them very quickly. You get a sense of like exasperation from them for a moment before they Uh, Kind of saunter over to you uh, after having given the uh, the other individual uh, the letter
2: proper. (sighs) So I'm Day. That is King Butlet, and now you are my guest. Crap.
0: I don't know. Just come with me. As he kind of makes his way out of the building and begins to head over to another building. Anchor follows. And says, it's nice to meet you.
1: Oh, here we go.
0: <laughs> you follow Bit Day, and he leads you to a building quite a bit smaller than the one before. You're not going to You're not going to have to army crawl, but you're still going to have to kind of, you're going to have to crouch even in the building.
2: Oh boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm very, 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 very careful. Plus a bunch more fairies that
0: I can't fit in this video. Roll me investigation. A 16. Okay, looking look around, it takes you five ish seconds to a, a very interesting attempt of like a makeshift um, grill. You see a very large uh, fire underneath. This is very, very not safe given the materials that are kind of the structure of this. Household question mark, but there's the fire underneath. There's um rocks that are kind of holding up a larger uh a, a larger rock that you can tell the, the the rock that's up top also has something on it that kind of gives it a sort of pattern, and you also see um Something meat-like being cooked on there. What meat is that?
2: Uh. Good question. Uh,
0: we don't have a name for the things that have been killing us. But they taste okay.
2: So we eat them. Oh, you eat Kruthix? Bru- Interesting name. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, kind of tall, long necks, skinny tongue,
0: even skinnier and many more legs. Yeah, yes. It'll be yeah, interesting to those, try that. Yeah, those are, those are cross Uh,
1: I would love to try and cook one
2: myself.
0: A bit of a hard process. I don't know. For my wife uh, here, uh, she has to try and keep the fire at a very precise temperature, or else the meat kind of chars very, very easily
1: hmm does it char all the way through or is it like a layer of char
0: oh all the way through Oi! yeah that it's w- th- this this meat is very 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 sensitive
1: okay so don't insult it <laughs> i i mean as a joke <laughs>
0: that 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 was that was good, you said your name was anchor
1: yes, and you're bit day,
0: yes, I'm
2: bit day, and he as a
0: interesting gesture kind of a cross between like a bow and also like sticking uh his uh, head out uh, to you
1: anchor. Uh... Tries to mimic it the best he can when crawling through a house.
0: Um <laughs> uh, me constitution as you end up bumping heads with
2: him. Uh that's a
1: sixteen.
0: Yeah, you're you're pretty okay a little... It hurt a bit, but it's not like you're losing any IQ points from it.
1: What little IQ points that I have? (laughs) Uh, But
0: they... uh, But they go... You're fine. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh.
2: Okay. So. uh,
0: Food should actually be about done. I guess, so. At which point uh, his uh, his wife actually comes over very disgruntled, like the, the best way that I can describe her is like she's she's like a very grumpy looking grandma as she kind of comes up to uh, the both of you carrying this giant rock plate of A lot of thinly sliced, but uh, seemingly perfectly cooked uh, meat, which you assume would be Krusik meat, because that was what she was cooking earlier. Does she
1: need any
2: help, or...? No, 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 she's fine. Wow, she's strong. Oh, oh yeah. It's actually very common for... uh, for
0: the it's not very common for goblins like me to be uh, keeping up with the house or really keeping guard in general Uh, I'm more of the messenger or other kind
2: of duties I guess you should see her with an axe it is amazing Wow. Anyway, uh eat up. All right, I, I take a taste first. buy a taste,
1: like, seeing as uh, they don't provide me with any utensils, I just, uh, I, I can. Of- I don't know. Like I'm trying to mimic them, so that way I'm not a bad guest.
0: Oh, they're they're going like pans in. This is finger food. Right, I take take a slice,
1: tear off a bit, and throw it in my mouth. Romey Constitution. Oh, fantastic! Wonderful.
2: That would be a 16 again.
0: You notice a faint bit of fermentation. It makes, it makes you question if this meat is expired or not. But you also get to notice a sense of a, a gamey kind of flavor that you didn't expect. It's... It's interesting. You've never really had actually any meat before that's so gamey. I mean, the kind of not so nice and probably more than dead flavor that's just subtly there isn't the best, but there's also a few spices uh, that are on there and a few like chopped greens um that, that that have kind of speckled the entire tower of meat that seem to complement it in a nice way to where it's more palatable
2: hmm. this is really good what what
1: did you put into it
0: oh uh just some vegetables um a little bit of um uh, little bit of blood vinegar, and um, he looks over to uh, his wife for a moment, uh, asking her a question super quick in Goblin before looking back over to you. Oh, yeah, and grated up
2: roaches. Oh, roaches?
0: Yeah, they're very flavorful, actually. Very spicy.
1: Anchor pauses for a second, then just nods and keeps eating.
2: <laughs> so what outside of the paper, I guess, uh what what brings you here? It said that you need an alliance with us?
1: Yes, well the bounty folk need an alliance. This is more of a seeing more of a test for me to see if I'm good for the guild. Test. You look pretty. You
2: look pretty junked up.
1: It's. I'm thinking it's policy to test the new arrivals.
2: Oh. Interesting.
0: Well, I mean, since you're helping out with the pest control, uh, I guess when you're finished up, whenever that's going to be, um,
2: you i'll d double check
0: with uh King with uh, King Fulton, but normally at the end of a really big uh invasion and we succeeded we uh we eat them in a uh celebration of our survival and victory. I assume you are willing to stick around for that.
1: Oh yes, oh yes, please. And also, I'm kind of hoping to try and cook as well.
2: Yo, cook? What kind of cook?
1: I can prepare some good steak, and I've prepared to pretty nice soup before. And I'm just recalling all these times that I've cooked for. Postal Karma. a bit nostalgic and sad, but I bounce back
2: <laughs> huh
0: Well, that sounds pretty nice well, um, and then suddenly you hear what could the closest thing that could um equal to like a like a tiny uh battle horn it's still meant to be kind of bassy. It's not like a bugle, but it's like just one note, like, and immediately uh, Pete and uh, his wife just kind of jump like, I where you we got company.
1: Uh, in a quick motion, I start crawling out of the house and rise up, drawing my weapons, and then after a second pass, stretching like, Oh, man, that's a while to be down on my hands and knees
0: at which point, um, uh,
2: in roll me uh perception Oh, my God! I just realized that I didn't even do uh bardley well <laughs> Well, that's a natural twenty <laughs> uh, you. See um
0: you see four cruthics uh coming up from one of the corners of the like just outside of the village. And it's at this point that you remember and realize uh this village is in kind of in like a three foot crater. So uh yeah.
2: Roll me initiative. Oh boy, hope, hope I can take them on.
1: Eleven.
0: Okay, is that is that including your mods?
1: I have no mods for initiative.
0: Wah, wah. Okay,
2: so.
0: You give me a moment. How are you liking stuff so far? I think it's pretty nice.
1: The goblins seem friendly enough. <laughs> if anything, it's more like a they just haven't encountered outsiders before and don't know how to act.
2: Yeah. Uh what is your Dex mod? uh 10 plus 0 plus 0 okay uh
0: okay so okay so we start off with um one of the one of the adult crothics as it is going to begin uh, trying to uh, climb down. So, let's see, one, two, three, four. It will land here, just in range, and it is going to do
2: a uh, stabby-stab. Let's see, that is a 10 to hit. Not even close.
0: Uh, That is a 17
1: to hit. Doesn't make it. Almost made it to my armor class, but nah, it's an 18.
0: Aww.
1: So I use my shield to block that one.
0: Yep. That you do.
2: So the... The next um,
0: adult Kruthik actually... Heads over to uh let's see. One, two,
2: three, four, five, six. It's
0: barely squeezing um in like the room that it has near its friendo. And it is also going to go for a uh stabby stab on you. Uh, that is a 16. 21 to hit.
1: No, suddenly a 21
0: cannot hit when my armor class is 18. It hits. Okay, you see. Okay, 13 that misses. So you'll only take 1d6 plus 3 damage. That is 9 points of
2: damage. Okay, first of all, Al. <laughs>
1: Alright, so... Alright, so it is now your go. Alright, I'm going to attack this Kruthic right here. The one oh, that's okay. closer to the tent. Okay. dokie. Let's see, what am I going to attack with?
2: Well, first I think I'm going to use I'm thinking of using what? I'm
0: thinking
1: of using Divine Smart... The Thunder Smite. Ooh, Thunderous uh, Smite. On my sword. Ooh. It's a bonus action to use it on my sword, so it's an action to use it. Mmm, okay. You, you're uh, going to go for that? Yeah, I'm going to go for that attack.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Well,.
2: Roll
1: to hit. Does a 25 hit?
0: Oh, that hits.
1: Sweet. So that's uh, 1d8 plus 3, and the damage to Thunderous Smite does. Two d6s for the Thunderous Smite, and it's gonna cause the loud ringing. Because I'm gonna go, INCOMING! (laughs) (laughs) Okay! Boom!
2: Alright, let's see. What dice I need? A d8 and two d6s. Alright, that's 10 for the sword damage, and okay the
1: 2d6s. 7 damage with the d6s. So, 17 points of damage. Yay! And I still what? have one more attack for this action. Ooh! Ooh, Nelly! Okay uh, dokie. So I'm going to aim for the same one again. <laughs> okay. With my longsword.
0: Okie dokie. Natural 20! Oh! <laughs> I am on a roll! You are on a roll, buddy!
1: Right. so... Just one D8 this time, because the Thunderous Smite is only for one attack.
0: Right, but when it comes to uh, your swing uh, for your uh, for the sword itself you do double dice. So 2d8s plus 3? Yes.
2: 14 points of damage. Holy moly! Okay First thing Um
0: This guy's dead <laughs> That that one That 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 one is dead That one is very much dead You have cleaved into it so many times and the the thunderous smite has actually gone through the skin so much to where at the points to where you've seen uh, parts kind of cleaved and cut open, you see uh, remnants of, like, the trails where, like, lightning from your smite has gone through. And it is uh, it is just like what Big Day said. Uh, their meat is extremely sensitive. It is charred on the inside. I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but now it is the bitty ones uh turn. As you see two other ones that are um that are at the top of the ledge, they are going to attempt to climb down as well. So this one came okay, one, two, three, four, five, six! So that one is going to go for you. Oh no, now I'm feeling bad fighting
1: children. (laughs) That's a nine. That's a nine. Does that hit? Yes, suddenly, with my armor class double of that, it suddenly hits.
0: Okay, so now the other one is going to go one, two, three, four
2: five, six,
0: yeah, it cannot get close enough to get to you, so um, now it is this one's turn, and it is angry, it is going to try and do a stabby stab.
2: Uh, that's a 9. That misses. Uh,
1: does a natural 20 hit? No, suddenly the highest number that you can roll does not hit. Of course it hits, but I've I'm been to critical hits.
0: <laughs> well, this just rolled really, really horribly. You've only got 6 damage on... A critical hit.
1: But, and I'm immune to critical hits, uh, because of my adamantine chainmail. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> ah. Oh, snap! Well, it's your go now. So I just got six damage from that? Yeah. Well, wait, are you...
0: Im- are you resistant or immune? I have immunity. Immunity on I'm critical. Ooh, yeah, that don't do
2: shit. That wait, don't do did, shit, brother.
0: Wait, it doesn't do shit on me? You're immune. You're not resistant. Resistant makes you take half damage. Immune, you take no damage. <laughs> At least if I remember right. I'll have to read back on the compendium later. But yeah, it is a Yorgo. Alright,
1: next I'm going to go after the other adult. Gonna make some orphans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't even say what I was using. Fair. What, what, what are you using? I am going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Ooh! Is that an
0: action or bonus action to cast it?
1: It's a bonus action to cast it, so it's an action to use it. Okay. And also, I get to attack with it twice, since I get to attack twice with actions.
0: Fair. Very fair. Uh, So... Where are you wanting to put your spiritual weapon? And what do you want it to manifest into?
1: I am manifesting my spiritual weapon into a... Ow! Bless you. (laughs) Into a hammer right behind the adult one. Okay.
2: And, um... how, How are you going to smash it?
0: How you gonna smash the it dude? Uh,
1: let's see. First, I gotta hit it, and I'm going to try and not smash, whack it into me, so that way I can be ready to punch it, hopefully, if it flies towards me.
0: Ooh, okay. Roll the hit. It's so a 22 hit. Oh, that hits.
1: Sweet. So that does 1d8 plus 2.
0: Ooh, Nelly!
2: And that only does 5
0: damage. No, okay. 4. Okay. Well, um, it still brushes over to you as it is just like baseball style just 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 flung over to you by this giant spiritual hammer.
2: and hey, you know what? I'm going to slash at it as it flies towards me. <laughs> roll it. Oh, this is going to be good. What you got? I didn't roll yet. I am just imagining it. Tell me what you got, what you really really got. A dirty 20 is what I got what I really really well, got. it. Sweet. Probably I... damage. Uh 9.
0: Okay, 9 points of damage. Yeah, you slash it uh pretty good. You hear a as it flings, um... It flings actually past you given the force uh, from the hammer. Uh, falls behind you. One of its arms, uh, one of its legs is very janked up. Oh, man. Uh, now, it's going to be this uh, little Biddy Cruthix turn to try and, uh, Snip at
2: you. Uh, so close.
0: So close. What does it, it rolls does a twenty four hit? It does. Okay.
2: Well, you only took four points of damage.
0: Ow, you dick! (laughs) And then uh, this other one is now actually
2: going to uh,
0: burrow. It's going to burrow into the ground and you cannot see where it goes.
2: Oh, no. Now it is The adult Crothic's turn... Actually, no.
0: No, it's your go. Because the... No, no, wait. It's the adult one. Yeah, it is the adult's turn. So...
2: Oh, 20. That
1: hits. It's a dirty 20, right?
0: Yeah, dirty 20. Dirty 20 and a 10. So... The 10 does not hit. Yeah, no. I'm going to do but I make the rules, so just suddenly it's going to hit you. Sorry. No. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, so 1d6 for the stabby stab. Uh, you take seven points of damage. Oh, I can see where they get their dickness
2: from. <laughs> okay, now it's your go. How many points of damage? Um... Hold on, four, seven. There we go. Well, there's one child
1: in front of me and one that's suddenly gone. Yes, I'm going to. And then you have the adult. Yeah, I'm going to shift my attention back to the adult that flew behind me. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, you also have your spiritual weapon which is next to the uh, the kid Kruthik that is currently standing.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm just going to slash a... him. Uh, which one, the kid or the adult? The adult. The adult is more of a threat than the kid.
2: Okay, roll a hit. It's a dirty 20 hit. No, I'm the DM, and I make the rules (laughs) of course it hits. Alright,
0: alright, alright. It hits. Roll me damage.
2: Ooh. I I got an 11 on damage on that one. Okay. Alright. I still got
1: another attack. You do. Let's
2: see.
0: Is the one that's just been slashed still standing? Yes, it is still standing, but it's not looking good.
1: Uh alright. Guess I better finish it off then. With okay. another with another longsword attack. Well roll a hit then.
0: What <laughs> you get A natural twenty. Fucking A
1: Holy shit, this is my night.
2: <laughs> Very much so Oh wait, no, I completely
0: derped. So the the double dice is only for like spells, so um yeah, I'll I'll let you have I'll remember this. But I'll remember to look at this after the remind me to look at the compendium later on like stats and such, but for this one, I'm going to let you do um like whatever you roll on the dice um
2: and your mod, just double all of it. Screw it, let's go. <laughs> So that's an 18. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you kill it.
0: You slash right. and you slash all the way through, like actually going from uh, the, basically like the clavicle from the starting at the side of the arm that you janked up going all the way down. You hear it like screech in whatever emotion or sensory you're not a hundred percent sure but uh eventually it stops as eventually there is more blood than screams that are coming out the uh the the, the the throat and voice of this creature before the literal two parts of this creature flop on each side dead hmm gross Now time to murder some kids. (laughs) Well, more like their time to attempt to murder you. As kiddo, the one kiddo that you see, is going to go for a stabby
2: stab. All right. Oh,
0: wrong dice. My bad. 15. That's a miss. That's a miss indeed. As
2: a... Let me see. So. The. Krahothik that you. That that you saw kind of
0: burrowed. Is now. Standing. Right near. The body of one of the fallen. Adults. And is now going.
2: A to. Attack you uh, with a stabby stab. That is a natural one. I
0: almost
1: feel bad now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, um, all the all the adults are dead, so it's your go, dude. All right. <laughs> well.
1: Where's the other kid now? The like uh, grand uh, this one's corpse? Yes. All right. So I am, since I'm already facing that child, that child's going to die. <laughs> okay, roll to hit. 21. That hits.
2: Alright, where the fuck did my D eight go? <laughs> you know what? I'm grabbing another. <laughs> oh wait, there it is. Nice nice going. Uh
0: eight. Uh Yeah, that one. That one kid, as soon as it pops up, like... Achoo.
2: Dead. Well,
1: I just think I need to go, wow, that was just on instinct. I don't even know what happened there. <laughs> and then there's still this one.
2: Which then, I am also going to turn around and slash a shot. Actually, wait. Hey, hold on.
1: I got an idea. Okay. Make it seem like my hammer is going to slam down into it, but to spill it right as it's about to hit it, just to slash at the thing. <laughs>
0: You're going to do a mind game on it. I'm going to see if I can catch it off guard. Um. Uh, okay.
1: Um, wait, no, Anchor's not that clever. Fuck. <laughs> okay, it's just slash that hit. <laughs> okay,
2: fine. Roll to hit. The 25. That hits. Uh, 10. Tell me how it ends (laughs) as you've been slaughtering these Kruthik's
1: I just let out a loud grunt as I slash this Kruthik's head clean... Well, not clean off. I just slash at this Kruthik's head. Maybe... (laughs) Maybe not. Who knows how strong my swing is.
0: I would say it's pretty strong right now as you kind of charge yourself and your power to like slash this thing clean and in a sort of weird sense of victory with this final slash everything begins to feel light suddenly. As your body begins to move forward and forward with the momentum of your swing, almost in slow motion, you see the a creature, the Krothic, uh, in front of you begin to be torn by your sword, breaking, just like the one before. Oh. And with the... The more that your... uh that your sword cleaves through
2: you see red
0: and some of it begins to sort of sprain from the wound that you have begun forcing to grow and grow and the red gets closer to your face to your eyes and for a moment, it, all, it almost seems like the blood is covering your eyes, or is about to. You close your eyes in instinct, but the momentum continues to happen. It feels weird. It's like you're constantly falling now. Your grip on your sword begins to get lighter and lighter, but it doesn't seem to leave from your hands.
2: You open your eyes, and it's weirdly black, but also not intimidatingly black. You look around you, and you see that you're feet
0: feel like they're on ground somehow but you can't see anything around you at all you can't tell what you're standing on, what you're around if you're around anything
2: what do you do?
1: Okay uh... The I just say that as I'm looking around <laughs> Are you looking for anything exactly? Something other than darkness. Even with my dark vision.
0: (laughs) Roll me investigation.
1: Uh, 13.
0: Uh, It takes you a while. This is very weird. You've never even heard of anything like this before. You're, You're starting to question a little bit why you left on such a big journey as bringing a letter of alliance from the bounty folk, a a guild instead of guilds that you don't even know and don't really trust. There's a lot of questions that are going through your head and it's hard to concentrate on trying to find something here.
2: But eventually you find
0: almost a small speck. Literally a speck of light. It's barely noticeable. It has the faintest glow. But when you actually notice it and your eyes kind of shift to try and focus on it, it's there.
2: I squint and
1: call out to it, like, hello? And try to walk towards it.
0: You begin that you you begin walking forward, but it's doesn't seem like you're getting any closer.
2: I break out into a run then. Rumi Arcana. Eighteen. Wow, I'm
0: surprised. As you. Uh, Begin, like, going into a sprint as the spec. uh, There's a change of drive in you that you notice, but also notice that it's not fully of your will. But with it, you notice that the spec gets larger and larger, and as you get closer to it, it actually morphs into basically like a doorway and as you get closer to it it gets larger and larger still until you are basically rushing through it into a place completely made of
2: white off in the
0: distance in a in a sort of fog you see a very tall Uh, figure with a very long uh, tattered but still ornamental sort of robe in browns and greens and grays. There's lines of vegetation that basically create the rim of the robe. The robe even creating a sort of train behind it. That seeing from uh, the the, side view of this figure, as it very slowly walks, you see green, grass, plants, something begin to sort of pop into existence uh, as if this this, uh, figure is creating a trail of nature behind it.
1: I squint as I try to get a better look at the figure, and then my eyes widen. Damier? The figure doesn't seem to
2: stop walking and more just slows as the sort of head turns to look over to you. Anchor? Yes? You have made a very bold decision. Anchor nods. You have sacrificed your community for the sake of
0: finding your individuality.
1: makers head head kind of lowers feeling a little guilty
0: but you also understand that your individuality
2: will bring community this is not an end this is a new beginning a cycle in mortality a cycle in community You understand? Am I correct? Anchor's head raises and he
0: nods The figure it in one moment. Uh, literally in a blink of an eye, the the figure Demier suddenly is extremely close to you. He is
2: absolutely massive, probably twenty feet tall.
0: Ah wow. As you stand Right at the edge of the front of his robe, as it rustles a little bit underneath,
2: you feel a breeze.
0: Coming from underneath, and you also hear the rustling of leaves and grass as you are
2: right in Damien's presence. Do
0: you remember the message your aunt gave you?
1: Anchor nods. I believe it has to do with soft and community. Revelry
2: will be your claim. Yet rooted peace bequeaths your name. Your own community I see In one, in all, in they, in me. What does that say to you, Anchor?
1: Anchor ponders for a moment and then looks up that we are, that I must be at peace with myself to. Help others find peace.
2: And what of community that you have not found yet? Mm.
1: My Orkin community? In one, and all, in they,
0: in me. Before you have a chance to talk or ponder on what he's implying here, you suddenly see a... Uh, almost like a small brown... basically like a branch of a hand extend from underneath uh, the robe, uh, right near... that that extends out to you. It's uncanny how much this branch actually looks like a hand but it continues uh like stretching over towards you fingers kind of uh stretched open for a moment before it touches you where your heart
2: is and it feels warm you feel
0: an autumn heat radiate from it as it fills your body and you are reminded of warm days of outside not really caring of work as you pondered what it was, what it could be like outside of my Lake Cabana show. You ponder on memories of Corey. How we talked about adventures of going outside of the city, and how you wondered how much that could have been you.
2: Is this you?
1: He's not sure. <laughs>
0: You hear the... You hear Demian recite the the message from your aunt again. Revelry, ere be thy claim, yet rooted frith bequeath thy name. Thine own community I see in one and all, in they, in me. And then you hear also almost kind of this world that you're in, ask you again,
2: is this you?
1: Anchor is more bewildered about what all of this. Not sure how to answer that question.
2: Time will tell. But at this moment... Time is anew and time will not restart, but renew
0: at which point the the hand that is at your heart uh emits a glow that like from its palm hitting your chest as it seems to almost disintegrate your armor all of a sudden, but it's still warm. Your armor, everything that you have underneath your weapon, everything that is on your person is being disintegrated by this light. And you're left prone. You're left in this area of white with this giant god in front of you. And this area that you're in, this hand that's still on you, is still warm. It's still
2: kind.
1: I I don't seem to panic about it. I, I mean, I may be worried about it later if I don't get it back, but I trust Demye. <laughs> this
2: Will be you. And if this will be you, then this is you. Do you agree?
1: Edgar doesn't entirely understand, but he nods. He agrees.
0: Suddenly, the light that's emitting from the branch uh, to your chest gets like even brighter to the point to where it gets hard to see the rustling of uh, the rustling from Demi's uh, aura becomes m- more and more loud it's very difficult to see understand what's going on you close your eyes getting overwhelmed before suddenly everything seems to calm
2: down everything goes quiet for a moment. You're back to a sort of strange lulling feeling. As you sort of come to...
0: The first thing that you see is black that begins to sort of brighten into red, followed by
2: orange. As you hear. A voice.
0: Very faint, but the more. Light that's coming to what you see, literally the clearer the voice becomes. And it's apparent that
2: it's Bit day.
0: Anchor! Anchor! And as it begins uh, jostling you. Uh, yeah? Uh, are, are you okay? You, you passed out after killing that last Kruthik. What did they do? Did they do poison on you? I didn't even no, know that they did no, no. poisoned. No,
1: I'm okay. I just had a divine intervention. Huh? I spoke with my god. I worship a god called Demye. He's the god of food and community and the earth. And I spoke with him. Lotto.
2: Anyway, uh, you... Are you sure you're okay? Uh,
1: for the time being, yes.
0: Uh, All right. Uh, Well, I guess I will take the spoils here. Uh, get a nap, and we'll wake you up for the celebration.
1: Right, I I'll take a nap and hopefully wake up so that way I can keep watch.
2: Oh. Ugh,
0: sorry, I am not a daytime person. Anyway, uh yeah, your best bet will probably be will probably be to go into King Butlin's, uh fort to have a little more space. He might have a spare place for you. I don't know. If not, I can set up my own tent. Oh. That'll help. Actually, if you have a tent, how about you just have it over on the
2: edge of the crater? Alright.
0: Alright, thank you! As he as uh... Day begins to go over to the... Kruthic corpses and begins to... Uh... Drag them over to one of the other uh, forts in the village. <laughs> I help
2: out if I can. Why
0: are you yawning? Why am I yawning? Uh roll me <laughs> um roll me a um a basic uh, strength
2: check. All right, hold on, let me pull up my character sheet again on a different tab. <laughs> 16.
0: Why am I yawning? <laughs> you you pick up these uh these crossic uh corpses like no problem. You like basically um hold them like boombox style, both arms. Uh, flipping, got, like following a uh, pit day to wherever the spot is for uh, basically housing meat for a big celebration thing before you head over to
2: setting up your tent.
0: You set up your tent pretty well, um, and you get ready for a nap. Are you sleeping in your armor? Uh, yeah, I need to be ready.
2: Okay, you do lay down rest. for,
0: yeah. Okay, I'll let you, I'll let you do the short rest. You, during the time of you like resting and whatnot, about halfway through, you notice
2: a f- Faint throbbing
0: at your chest, specifically where the branch hand was when you were in that divine plane, Zany. Okay. Does it's not hurting, but it's throbbing in a way that's like it's corresponding with your heartbeat. Okay, I might want to check that out then. Start taking off my armor and such. You start taking off your armor and eventually when you get everything from the torso up off, uh...
2: You see a sigil. What? It's a very familiar sigil. You want to take a
1: guess? Is it Damier sigil on my chest?
0: And that's where we're going to end tonight's session.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to tell
0: me, are you? You'll figure it out. Yeah if you did that bad you could roll a an arcana check right now.
2: You know what? Let's do it.
0: <laughs> That's an eight. That's an eight. Yeah. Uh hard to read, but judging the jaggedness of it, it's demye. It's fucking demye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Okay, I am going to have loads of fun working on this, but uh, with that said, since we're going pretty quick with this, because only one person, this is kind of new for me. I'm not used to solo campaigns, but I'm working on it. So with that said, this has been another episode of Tabletop Continuum. This is Ty and Austin, and here we shall say... Bye. Enjoy your long rest. Indeed, enjoy your long rest.